welcome back to the Lifelong Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Molly from Three Pines Leadership, and thank you for joining me again. (laughs) So those of you who joined us at the Mindset and Impact Virtual Summit, thank you so much. That was such an awesome experience. Um, I had a lot of feedback from it, and a lot of people were wondering... um, we cut out a certain section of one of the presentations uh, because it was too long. Uh, And I wanted to share that piece that we had taken out from the summit with you guys, uh, because it helps to uh, paint a bigger picture. So if you're interested, stick around for that one. But make sure before you go anywhere that you connect with me on all of my different social platforms. Find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of the fun stuff. Um, Touch base with me all over the place there. All right, so I I was mentioning the Mindset and Impact Virtual Summit. So that happened earlier in July. It was a super awesome experience. I'm so glad uh, to have all of those incredible speakers. And today I'm going to share with you um, a segment that wasn't at the summit. Uh, so this is only appearing now. You guys are hearing this exclusively. Um, so I want to introduce you to Sky Malone. She is running a really awesome um, new opportunity, a new membership opportunity for kick-ass women um, who want to have the best, most exciting, inspired kind of life. Um, you can hear all about that in her presentation at the Mindset and Impact Virtual Summit. Uh, but for now, I want to share this segment of uh, our interview that we had where she talks about uh, the ups and downs in life. So her presentation was talking about the one question, asking us what our purpose is. And to start, once we uncover that purpose, once we understand what our reasoning is, it helps to inform the rest of our decisions moving forward. It helps push us through when, when we are faced with the difficulties that life throws our way. And so Sky is going to explain all those different ups and downs that she's felt in her life as a business owner, as a, as a woman, uh, and as a person who loves both journalism and fashion at the same time. It's really interesting how she's been able to mold her careers together. All right, so I'm just going to speak to you a little bit about my life growing up and you know, where this all started to come from and where these realizations started to happen. So growing up, I was quite a stressed out kid. Um, I think it was mainly because from the age of, I think it was about nine, my parents, they actually, they split. And then I remember my father, who is, he's actually Irish. He decided to return back to Ireland, like when I was 10 years old. And, um, I remember that being like a really significant moment in my life. And, you know, you can imagine, and I'm sure if any of you have maybe experienced some sort of a, a loss in your life, you would know that it's it, it makes a huge impact on the rest of your life and, and your thought patterns and your behaviors. And I remember like when I was in primary school, um, you know, I think I was just you know, maybe unable to sort of like process a lot of the emotions I was feeling at the time. Um, But what I did feel was that there was a lot of stress in my family. My mom, as a single mom, was very stressed. And so 
I became super independent. Um, <clears throat> I was I was somebody who who was an A type student. Um, I always just pushed to try and get the best marks. Um, but at the same time, I remember being really self conscious, and I think like that's always something that I struggled with is being very cautious of what everyone is thinking of me um, and maybe being a little bit apprehensive about certain things, especially when it came to like sports, for instance, which I find quite ironic now because now, you know, I love movements, I love exercise, I love being sporty and get going outside. But I think then, you know, I just felt like I didn't really have um, you know, the support or the, the confidence boost maybe of a dad. And I just felt like really, um, you know, I felt a bit more comfortable with just focusing on the academic side of things. Um, and you know, as I, I think as I headed into high school, I started to, or well, actually before that, I remember there was one very important thing that um, that I think probably changed why I'm doing all these uh, more sportier things now. Um, I remember, I think it was, it was grade seven and I was like, I think 13 years old and I did everything in my power to try and become a, a school prefect. And I remember they, they had this weird system at the time that if you didn't quite make the cut, they would, um, make you a monitor and not a prefect. I think they may have taken that away now, but I remember I asked them, I said, yeah, but why? Because I've done everything to try and to try and be one. And um, they just, the reason behind it was they told me that I wasn't assertive enough. And I think that just, I couldn't believe it when they told me that I said, is that the reason? And I actually thought about it for a while and I thought, you know what, maybe I, I actually am I'm not because I don't tell people what is what I actually want, like what I need, what's going on with me. And eventually they did make me a prefect because I chose to prove to them, listen, I am assertive enough. And um, I, I remember they made me a prefect like maybe two weeks after that. Um, and so, you know, what I'm trying to say that um, there again is that you really it's important to be able to say tell people and assert yourself like you need to assert what you need what you want you need to own what you're doing and um, <clears throat> and I really think that um, by learning your one question which um, we're gonna we're gonna start learning to define it really really helps so as I started heading into high school, um, I think I started to realize that I wanted to start challenging some of like these fears that I had. And I started to, to realize that it's important to come out of your shell and to not be afraid to, to tell people what it is that you need or want. And I think I started to slowly start doing that. Um, I do, however, remember in high school feeling quite um, unsettled. Um, I know that, you know, my mom was traveling quite a lot during high school. Um, we had quite a lot of financial problems. And I remember I had to get a job and I had to work um, part time in high school as well. 
Um, so I just remember sort of just getting on with it, um, basically. And um, I really just had to learn to sort of adjust um, and just sort of go with what was happening and just do my best at whatever I could do. And I really just had to accept the situation. But the thing is, I always knew that I didn't want to settle. So I didn't want to settle for what was happening around me at the time. I knew that, um, you know, living must be better than this. You know, you, it, it doesn't need to stay like this. And I knew I had to strive, keep striving to improve what I was currently experiencing. The other major realization was that in my school schooling life, as I said, I would get really stressed. Um, and I think I still suffer from it and I still try to find ways to really like control it. Um, but, you know, I would start, everything would with me, it manifests physically. So the more stressed I would get, the more sick I would get. And as a kid, I was always sick and I think it really started to, to irritate my mom, um, <laughs> to be honest. And I, you know, I think it irritated me because I couldn't figure it out, like why I would get like that um, and sort of like try and get away because you know, it was just, I was just too stressed. And um, that is another reason why I believe that being able to assert yourself is so important um, so that you can, you know, ask for help when you need to ask for help. You, It's okay to need like, you know, support in some way. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so now I understand that if I'm feeling stressed, it, it's time to maybe take a rest, to, to maybe tell somebody, you know, like to maybe get a friend or have someone just keep you motivated or just to vent to. It's really, really important to have that place to go to. Um, and I think as I started getting towards uh, matric year, um, you know, this was the point in my life where it was time to start looking at the options, um, the options of where I was going to go next. Um, and I knew like it had to be something concrete because, you know, we weren't in a financial position for me to take a gap year or like figure things out, I kind of had to make a decision quite quickly. And um, I always knew that I was, you know, I loved nature. I think since I was a little girl, I was reading books on like marine biology and um, dolphins and just always trying to find out like more about our existence and basically like, what are we doing here? Um, I knew I was creative because, you know, my mom's an artist, so I would you know, I had that gene and I, um, you know, I, I knew, <clears throat> I, I, I knew I also loved dancing because although I didn't do sports, I did dance and I knew it used to like really make me happy. Um, and I was quite curious at like why that was. And I think at the time I didn't understand it. Um, but I, I didn't quite know how to like choose which route I was going to take because, you know, when you make that choice, it is quite a big one. And I was, I had to make, as I said, a quick choice. <laughs> and um, so then we, you know, the other important thing was that I was always very, um, like I said to you, self-conscious. 
So I was very fashion conscious. I was very aware of what I looked like and always making sure that I came across well um, because I believed that although things are chaos around us, um, if you could at least look good and feel nice in what you're wearing, then things will be okay or feel a bit better. And um, I still believe that this is true. However, it's not the whole piece of the puzzle. I, you know, that is just, that's, that's um, skin deep and it's scratching the surface. We, there's a whole bunch of other things that come into play with really, you know, feeling good from the inside out. And so any, so we, eventually we decided, you know what, let's, um, let's uh, focus on fashion. And um, I knew that at least by choosing this angle or this approach, I would learn how to work with people um, and be able to help people. And I mean, in the course that I did, you, you learn a lot about the psychology of fashion and why people do what they do, why they wear what they wear, um, how it impacts society. And um, I knew that I would be able to at least help people. <laughs> but I also knew that it wouldn't be the end of my journey of learning um, because I've always been one to love learning. I want to learn more about more, if that makes sense. And so um, the, I know that um, in, my, uh, in my first year, um, I remember thinking um, I was already like starting to see other avenues that I could go and um, I think this is what brought me to the first like um, pinnacle point. I went to, I don't know if I, I don't think I mentioned this, but I actually went to Lysoff, which is a, it's a beautiful fashion institute here in South Africa. Um, and that's where I got my degree in uh, fashion. Um, I think the problem is there, it was like really expensive. So I was there on like a student loan. Um, but I would say at the age of 17, when I was looking at options, I definitely didn't realize the implications of being on a student loan. But uh, but I was determined to try and, you know, figure this journey out and how I could get to where I am now. Um, but what I was saying is that I started to realize, you know, um, at this point that I, I was like developing a passion for or an interest in um, there was a shift from fashion to like also your your body and your health and um, like I said I had already had this this interest um, and I knew like I needed to explore that more and I think with the dancing that also kept me thinking about it um, and so that's when I actually, I started to discover people on YouTube and I discovered two really amazing, inspiring YouTube accounts. I, I discovered um, uh, Rebecca Louise and um, Oho Beautiful. And I think like when I discovered them, they, they're like these amazing fitness yoga channels. And I think I was just completely, I fell in love with like their brand. Um, the lifestyle, they were helping millions of people, inspiring people, moving, you know, they, they had the image going. 
Um, and I think that's when I realized and I clicked that I so desperately wanted my own brand. And I knew <clears throat> that I also wanted that lifestyle. <laughs> um, and uh, this was just, a, this was definitely when I had to also learn a level of acceptance because at this point, although I knew I couldn't like just change to like studying like a, a movement or a personal training course, I, I knew I had to accept what I had chosen to do. So that's why at this point I started to do, do home workouts and i started to like work out i think it was like three times a week and i started really thinking about getting myself fit and i started like on a, a little bit of a weight loss journey um i started to discover all these things on my own and then i started to study a pilates course online and then um a, a, a yoga yoga courses and resistance training and i was doing all of this but i didn't really tell anybody I was just really determined to try and get more knowledge in those areas because I knew I was going to need them. And so um, I think in my third year, I, I then obviously I got my, my degree. Um, I also at this point chose to move out of the house. Um, I was only 21 moved out of the house, out of my mom's house, and uh, moved in with my boyfriend, Craig, at the time. And I think at this point, because I knew I had to get a job, I knew like I didn't have the financial support or the backing, um, so I knew I had to get a job. Um, so I knew it wasn't probably going to be, you know, with what I was also doing on the side with the the exercise, I knew it needed to be something that was, you know, according to what I had studied. So that's when I actually got my first job at, um, at Longevity magazine. But I had originally tried to get a job at Elle magazine, which is a fashion magazine. And at the time, they were um, sister magazines. And um, they, the lady really liked me. Um, you know, I'm the kind of person that just, like I said, grabs the bull by the horns. And I, I remember just walking into the building and I had my CV in my hand and I was like, hi, <laughs> I'm Sky. And I went there and I gave, I just said, Can, you know, like, this is who I am and I would love to work here. And so she liked me and uh, she said, no, they had an opening at Longevity, their sister magazine, which is a wellness magazine. It's all about your well-being. And I thought to myself, that is really weird because, you know, like I was secretly more inclined to go the wellness way than the, the fashion way. Because as I said, fashion is just, it's just one part of the, of the puzzle piece, uh, the puzzle. And so um, I got this job and this is where I met, I worked under Giselle, who is just, incredible she's still my idol in health today um and uh, i still i look i really look up to her and um, i learned so much from her about living really really well and um you know doing things in your life that are going to help 
build a happy, satisfied constitution um, that is going to help create longevity in your life. And so I think that really started to resonate with who I was as well. Um, however, company dynamics started to change and it once again like resulted in a really, really stressful sort of place for me. Um, and I was also becoming quite unsatisfied with, with having to sit all the time. You know, I liked, I started becoming more active and wanting to, to really sort of get more into the fitness side of things and um, be able to help people that way. I didn't want to just write every single day, all day. Um, and I remember just feeling completely stressed out because there, you know, there was people leaving the company. It was crazy. And as I said, guess what happens to me when I get completely stressed? I manifested physically and I started to break out into hives. So I think at that, at that point, we all realized it was probably time to maybe just move on. <laughs> and I think it was definitely another hiccup in the road. And I was a little bit confused at that point because I remember that shift happening and having to accept the fact that like I had studied a fashion degree um, and, but yet I worked for a wellness magazine and it was kind of a bit confusing. Um, but I still knew that I was still after that same question, that, that thing for striving for your best, uh, your best, um, feeling your best and, and being bold in your approach. Um, I, I knew about it and I wanted to stick to it. So that's what brought me to a, um, another really pinnacle point in my story was when I came, I started to then look for, for another job. Um, I was kind of under some quite a lot of pressure at the time because we, you know, I had just moved out. I, you know, I needed needed to find something, but I found this uh, I found this position as a personal trainer at a Body Twenty, which is a electro muscle stimulation company, and you you get to train for twenty minutes. And I knew nothing about it at that time. I was, like I didn't even know what that was. Um, and it's quite ironic because now I'm the owner of a, of a body tech, <laughs> which is their competitor. Um, but I didn't know what it was. I just knew that it was like fitness and I, I thought, let me give it a try. And so I sent them a message. I told them I didn't have a personal training, um, you know, qualification, but this is, you know, I had all this knowledge and I had been studying these things at home and I had the passion and guess what they actually gave me the job um and it was like it was crazy because i remember being nervous and i you know i had to learn all of this stuff really quickly um and i think what made that that part of my life quite difficult and challenging was because i had to make all these adjustments so mentally i was now going from like a magazine job um writing from a passion Bachelor of the Arts degree to like fitness and personal training. So I think maybe people around me thought I was crazy, but I was very, <laughs> I was very determined to just keep going and follow, follow what, um, follow what my heart was telling me. 
And so um, at this point, um, I had to pick up a second job because I was working crazy shifts, like waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning, coming home at like 10 o'clock at night. And it was like all over the place. But I, would, I slotted in like a second job to make extra money. And um, after a while, you can imagine, it started becoming very exhausting and quite unsustainable. So I kind of knew it wasn't something I was going to be able to do forever because the job was also quite far away from home. And um, um, at this, so that's when, you know, we started to, well, I, the other thing that I, start, I was doing was that I also volunteered to coach boot camps. Um, and these boot camps were, they were free boot camps. Um, and um, I started, well, I met these people that sold, um, I'm sure you may have heard of it, it's a product called Herbalife. And I, um, I then, you know, I, I got involved in it for a little bit, but, you know, it wasn't exactly like, where I was going, but I remember I did, um, I did get like one or two, I had a few clients at the time. Um, so I was doing that and I was coaching boot camps and I was just trying to do as much as I could um, to really just learn as much as I could and, and try and get closer to like what it is to be a well-being coach. Um, and so at that point, I think I had reached like a burnout. <laughs> And um, we then, you know, my boyfriend told me, you know, we need to look at, at something else. And fortunately, um, I had a friend who was then uh, the owner of a boxing club. And luckily, it was much closer to my house. And he said he was looking for a really good coach. And he had classes called size classes. And now, once again, this was like a complete change. <laughs> Um, from what I was doing but the cool thing was that I learned to like work with big groups of people and learn you know learn to learn to coach group classes which was you know different and really really fun like I really really loved doing it um, and so yeah he took me on and as I said I was doing this without the qualification um, so that I think was something that always sort of was at the back of my head um, but I just continued anyways and um, because of my one question <laughs> and so so then I um, he the problem is these uh, boxer size classes they were like high impact cardio intensive classes and it was like an hour long every single session and I was doing like three back-to-back -back sessions at a time um, and I had to do them with the people. And I remember my body wasn't exactly like conditioned to be to be doing that amount of cardio in like such a, you know, so suddenly. And I remember having quite a lot of um, physical stress, um, injuries, which I'm still, you know, dealing with the, that today. Um, and yeah, so it became quite also quite taxing on me physically and uh, also mentally. And um, the good thing, though, is that I discovered the jump rope. And that's what I'm going to speak about next. But the jump rope is basically, it's something, I love it. Um, or some people call it skipping jump rope. It's the same thing. 
Um, but it's really effective and I actually started to really love it because the more I, you know, I couldn't skip at all. I couldn't do, I would trip as soon as I tried. And I remember I just kept trying and kept trying and eventually I got good at it and it's, it's a skill that you can learn. And I just felt very, um, sort of peaceful when I did it. So, um, I, I, that's how I started getting into the next part of my journey. Um, because boxes they skip so a lot of what I did going forward was inspired by a boxing gym and so I really also learned a lot about grittiness and being resilient in a boxing gym because I think life is very much like boxing I mean it's you might get hit in the face quite a few times but um you know you've got to learn to bounce back <laughs> and you know you can't you might feel a bit concussed but you can you have that inner strength, those three tenants that I was talking to you about. Um, so at some point, you know, this, this, the owner of that place, he, he was quite um, emotionally abusive. And um, I remember, um, you know, if I got sick, it would affect everything. And I remember I was also, um, when I wasn't working um, my shift there, I was doing like mobile personal training I was driving to people's houses, um, training them in their houses. It became very disappointing actually because um, a lot of people would let me down. So I would wake up at like half past three in the morning and drive to their house. I would get to their house and it's like 5 a.m. in the morning and they would just um, tell me while I was outside their gate that they didn't want to train. And so, you know, it was like trying to stay really motivated about what I was doing with my life um, and going on this very unconventional journey um, and with a lot of disappointments and, you know, setbacks um, and lots of adjustments. And so then, um, you know, I also reached another point of being sort of uh, burnt out and we started looking at other options. Started looking at the cost of getting my own studio but we just weren't quite ready at that stage yet. And I still wasn't sure about that. And then that brings me to, you know, the, the next part, which is Kenya. Um, yes, I have lived, well, I've worked and lived in Kenya as well. Um, it was only for a period of six months, but it was a crazy six months. <laughs> um, so how I got to Kenya was uh, my mom's partner, her life partner, they have beautiful cottages there on the east coast of Kenya. It's a little place called Watamu. It's absolute paradise. Um, and they invited us there on a holiday. And we somehow just scraped together the money to go there. Um, and we did. And I remember that's when I had decided to film my first jump rope uh, fitness program. And I remember, I, I kind of wish I had taken more of a holiday um, now when I think back, but I was so determined to, to get my business going and to put this all online. And um, I remember my boyfriend and I, every single day we woke up and we just shot tons and tons of content, which we probably had no strategy or like any thought of how it was going to actually work out. But we just started filming all these um, jump rope workouts and, you know, just really using the, the scenery. But I remember feeling very tired and I think I was also losing a lot of weight at that point. 
Um, and yeah, so that's, you know, I was obviously very focused on weight loss at that point in my life as well. And anyways, when I was there, I fell in love with Kenya. Um, I haven't quite had a feeling like that before, but it was a soul feeling. And I think we need to all look out for those soul feelings um, sometimes because those that's that's a connection that's that means something with <laughs> in terms of your destiny and um, this is where the dream for me the dream phase of my story started to really kick in um, I started to have this dream that I could then do these beautiful uh, well-being retreats there um, in Kenya and so I pitched the idea to my mom's partner Ian at the time and um, he was he 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 said it's a good idea, but I think he knew it was maybe a tough course of action to be taking, but I was determined. And so um, we then, he then connected me with one of the biggest resorts there um, called Temple Point. And um, he, he then set me up with the, the guy there and, um, this guy basically changed the course of my life going forward. But he said, yes, no, we'd love someone like you. You can come run our adventure activities. Um, you can, you know, do your retreats here. And you promised me basically the world. And, you know, I was dead set on this being my life going forward. Um, and so when we, we then made all the plans to, to relocate, my boyfriend quit his 10-year job. Um, you know, so, you know, he was in a comfortable job at the time. So it was a very risky sort of move, but we had solidified things. So I thought, and so I was, <clears throat> you know, I wanted to, to make this insane change for my life because I feel a connection towards the ocean and, and nature and helping people. And so we went to Kenya and it ended up being a really stressful situation once again. Um, Financially, it was quite hard on us. Um, we had to move about five times, move different houses, trying to find a place to stay, which as I'm sure you can imagine is very unsettling. And um, it was unsettling and it caused a lot of anxiety. And while I was doing this, I was trying to, to get used to my new job there. And you know, I was building this uh, retreat program um, and I was just, I was trying to, you know, stay really strong. And I remember I had to have like this, um, I had to have an emergency eye operation in Nairobi, which is also in Africa. So, I mean, I was, um, you know, that put more stress on the situation. And um, I remember the recovery process to be quite um, difficult. And so, the thing that started to scare me at that point was the fact that the hotel wasn't really taking what I was trying to implement there very seriously. And they weren't, um, they weren't, ex you know, implementing the things they were meant to be implementing. And so I kind of got bad feelings already. And I think I 
had that gut feeling and I really started to, you know, we started to really push my SCSI Fashion Fit uh, Jumper program and we, you know, trying to make the online business work even better because I had this feeling that, you know, something was going to go wrong. Um, I tried to get my own retreats going um, and I kid you not, I got a phone call. I think it was like six months, like in the sixth month marker, I got a call from him saying, you know what, they overinvested and they couldn't afford my services anymore. And so, um, yeah, so I, it was like a big dropping. Um, and I think I hit like a really all time low. Um, I was also aware that I had like a problem with eating. I knew I wasn't eating enough. I knew I was very underweight. Um, I was probably over-exercising at that point, way too stressed, um, pushing myself um, further and further. Um, and we just, you know, I think we couldn't, um, I hit a really dark point and I, I think we knew we had to come back. We had to come back home. Um, and so we did. And that's where it brings me to the, the last really like most, <laughs> most third most pinnacle point was, um, I call it this the, the realignment phase of my life, basically. And this is probably where I had to adjust the most. Um, or maybe it's better for me to say readjust. Um, when I got back, um, you know, as you can imagine, I hit probably like a really rock bottom point. For me, it was a rock bottom point. Um, somebody who is always so strong and just pushes through, pushes through. I was at a point where I felt like I couldn't anymore. And I felt completely let down. I felt angry, resentful. And I also just started to doubt my life choices and like, why, you know, why did the universe take me on this journey? Um, why, why was I doing all these things for what reason, if it was only just for my dream to be crushed like that when I was so close. Um, and I remember I, um, you know, I wasn't in a good space mentally. And so when we came back, I had to, we had to move in back with my mom, my boyfriend and myself. And this was like the worst thing for me because I, I'm super independent and moving back in with your parents was definitely not what I wanted. Um, so that was very, that was a big, um, you know, thing to take in. Um, and so we, but we knew we had to sort ourselves out. We had to, you know, sort our life out and fix the situation. So we were looking at plan B um, and we knew we had um, some inheritance coming through, but you know, who knows when we would get that. And we, um, I got a part-time job at a body tech, which is the competitor of uh, body 20. Um, Cause I knew the EMS, the electrical muscle stimulation equipment and style. And the lady that owned that studio was fortunately, very luckily selling her, her, um, her second studio. And so I said to her, 
I said, I jumped on the opportunity and I said, look, I don't have the money right now. Um, I don't, I don't, but I'll take it from you and I will look after it. Cause she was desperately trying to, to hand it over. She couldn't, she couldn't deal with it anymore. So we did, we jumped on it. And I think it was only three months after I got back from Kenya, we were already like off on a plane to Cape Town um, to go and go on the franchise training. And I remember asking myself again and again, like, why am I doing this? Um, you know, what, like, this has got nothing to do with what I actually wanted. And it was a very difficult point for me because I actually had to let go of um, my, my original vision. I had to let go of my dream and my business for a while. Um, and just focus on what was important, which was solidifying something. Um, and so at that, so after the franchise training, we then, um, when we came back, I then said, no, enough's enough. I, I can't wallow it like this forever. Um, I was really not in a good space. Um, I was very angry as well. And so I checked myself into a Kiso Crescent Clinic, which is, um, the mental rehabilitation center that I was talking about and I took the action and I, I asked myself again and again is this what you you know you are wanting you know you 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 want to be better you you've always wanted to be better so don't just accept it and um, I went there and they really helped me um, they helped me with my eating disorder they helped me with um, the depression that I was going through and it was just, you know, those are, it was a, if I think back, a good experience because that is where I had that shift happen. Um, that is where I realized, um, you know, a transformation was taking place. And that's where my one question became very, very clear to me. Um, and so I think after I got out of there, um, it was only about like a month later and this pandemic hit us and so coronavirus happened and we were very very stressed at that point because um, you know as you you can imagine we had just invested in the studio um, and we had to close it down because we had some very strict um, lockdown regulations happening here in South Africa and so we closed that down. However, I have never felt so grateful in my life because I saw it as a, as a gift from the universe um, to allow me some time to heal. And I don't see like, uh, you know, how any other way, like it, it wouldn't have been possible for me to be given time like that to then focus on what my true, uh, what I truly want to be doing and who I am. And um, yeah, it allowed me the opportunity to work on this incredible uh, platform and helping other people figure out what their one question is and how they're gonna persevere and grit it out. Um, <clears throat> so that is what brought me uh, to where I am today. <laughs> and I think I really just had to learn um, in that last part, I had to really just learn how to realign a few things. Um, it didn't mean that I had to change what my vision was. It might've mean just taking a few step back, a step 
back. But uh, at the same time, you you got to keep going. You got to keep that vision in mind. You found that interesting. You can hear the rest of Sky's presentation. It's available at the Mindset and Impact Virtual Summit at leadershipmade.com. You can get your tickets for free. It's a three-day seminar. It's awesome. It's full of great lessons on resiliency, mindset, impact, and making a difference in the world. All right, everyone, that's the end of this episode. I will see you again next week for another interview from the Mindset and Impact Virtual Summit. Until then, everyone, remember, I love you and be excellent to each other.